0: Horror Movie Survival Guide is a weekly podcast where I, Gorehound Julia Marchesi, delves into my horror movie notebook to corrupt another one of my longtime chums, Terry Gamble, who is hiding in the creepy horror closet.
1: Welcome to Horror Movie Survival Guide. I am so excited, Julia. We have another wonderful guest interview today. We get the best guests, don't we? Honestly, the best people come to Horror Movie Survival Guide. I am over the moon, excited. We have a friend of the podcast, Shannon Negru. She is a designer, writer. She's a ultimate film critic, Rotten Tomatoes approved, and member of the Online Association of Female Film Critics, and the founder of Nightmarish Conjurings. It's a wonderful news and media website that covers the weird, the terrifying, and everything in between with breaking news, reviews, events, and so much freaking more. And most importantly, (laughs) She is one of the biggest collectors of Trick-or-Treat film memorabilia out there. And she's going to talk with us about her favorite movie today, Trick-or-Treat. Welcome to the podcast today, Shannon McGrew.
2: Thank you so much. That was a wonderful opening. Thank you. I am honored to be here today.
1: We're honored to have you. You've done so much fun stuff, and I just love following you on the interwebs and all the Likewise. things around
0: you. So I'm just so happy to have you here today. Yeah, <laughs> thank
2: you. I'm so happy to be here.
0: I'm so excited to hear because I, I, you do so many interesting things. I can't <laughs> wait to hear how we got to the point that we're at. Right, So we need to rewind to the very beginning. Uh, back in time. Back, back in time. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, let's talk about your film beginnings. Now, it doesn't have to be horror specifically, but we will get into the horror bit. So kind of your beginnings with film and how that led to horror itself.
2: Um, well, actually, the first movie I ever remember watching is actually a horror film. Oh. Um, oh. Yeah. Um, my memory sucks, but... Um, I remember clearly my mom saying don't watch killer clowns from outer space. Oh no. Um, and I was like, Psh, whatever. And I watched it and I went through a very long period of time where like, I couldn't handle clowns. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, those, those clowns hold up. I just recently saw that movie like last year for the first time and they are terrifying. Yeah. We, yeah. So we did a clown I round imagine as a child.
2: Oh, yeah. god, Yeah. It terrified me watching it now um it's one of my favorites it's, it's it just the makes article, me laugh but right?
0: like the yeah. them doing it all by themselves and how beautiful the you know and horrific the clowns are but they really have an independent feel but it's still super fun because Terry oh yeah Terry can tell you about she also has a clown fear uh that we, we <laughs> oh, were yeah, overcoming thanks. with this clown round <laughs>
2: we watched a bunch
0: of clown movies just for me to kind of get
1: over my fear and now i'm like all excited about terrifier 2 like i'm into it like there's all this fun like killer clowns like merch at the spirit store this season i was just like oh hell yeah the kyoto brothers design i think really holds up so to have that be like your first kind of foray is pretty amazing that's a really wonderful like artistic endeavor to introduce you to horror um
2: yeah and then then i kind of oh go ahead I was gonna
1: ask like what was your reaction as a child to that movie like were you scared of it or were you excited or
2: I was definitely scared I don't think I had a great reaction to it um I'm very stubborn hence why I watched it to begin with. it's like when somebody's like don't do that and I'm like well now I have to because yeah you told I, am, me not I am right
0: in that boat contrarian <laughs> to the core you don't want me to do it well, fuck Rebel. you. guess what I'm doing now yeah.
2: <laughs> and I grew up in um, it's not. It wasn't like a strict religious household, but it was a religious household, and I went to church. Um, you know, I'm not part of that anymore. But it was the same there. They're like, "Why do you like horror?" And I was like, "Yo, I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do. Like, you know, I think Jesus has other big things to worry about than me watching killer clowns, <laughs> Our um, favorite
1: zombie. Jesus, I love. Yeah, him. exactly. <laughs> oh my
2: god, I, I used to say that all the time, and I'd get in so much trouble. Um, and so, yeah, I just after killer clowns i uh, i do remember watching the birds with my family and being scared by that and i don't remember when it i know i went through a time where i wasn't like a huge fan of horror but i'm not really sure what like what was the turn but there was a turn at some point um and yeah i just became kind you of remember obsessed i
1: Do you remember the movie that brought you back? Like, because you said you went away for a minute. Do you remember what brought you back into it? I don't
2: remember what it was. It was, I know, when I was a kid, I had a problem with horror, and then I don't know if like my dad made fun of me or something about like trying to get over the birds, which I was like, this is terrifying. I'm like twelve. I don't know what's going on. There's birds attacking and eating people. Um, Well, not even twelve. I was probably younger, but um yeah i don't know what i have no idea what made me turn there are like certain moments that i remember clearly like watching candy man and being terrified mm-hmm. um and throwing the dvd out because i was so scared you um, threw the dvd out no isn't oh. that ridiculous <laughs> didn't want that in the house no I more i was like i don't yeah i was so scared i was so scared that i was like i don't even want this in the house i own like three copies of it now but um yeah there was that and then in college i saw the thing for the first time okay and i think that was hugely um i had always enjoyed horror I, by that point like i you know was watching it regularly but the thing was just super impactful um seeing that for the first time and what then it kind it of you? i think that it wasn't you know in the was it 2000s when i went to college yeah you know i think we were going through that phase of like we had the 90s and then you know all of this like teen horror and like you know um scream and I yeah know you did know. that summer yeah, yeah all that all kind of which i loved mm-hmm. all of those but mm-hmm. the thing was just it wasn't like anything i had scene at that time i was used to to like we were just saying scream and i know what you did last summer and i just like rocked my world like the dogs terrified me like it was just the the practical so yeah beautiful. the practical effects are incredible and still hold yes. up today it's one of my mm-hmm. favorite movies it's it just artistry is amazing yeah yeah, the whole story is incredible it's something that you know i wouldn't be surprised if people found some shit on in antarctica or wherever they are and oh yeah you know totally um yeah so i just um i got even more because
0: it packs in so many fears all at once right you have yes isolation yep. you have paranoia you have yep. you know all of these things where you you can't get away you don't know who's telling the truth you're beginning to lose faith in yourself like it's just all of these things that you can imagine you know is the antithesis of i know what you did last summer right like, there's no campiness, yeah. there's no jennifer love hewitt and her big old titties like there's just yeah. like hardcore. <laughs> this is serious
2: horror which i appreciate yeah, it's just like what we've been going through the last few years. So yeah, it's like, oh, soon, you know. <laughs> yeah,
1: but it's true. Julia but it's... usually brings it there, but thank you so much, Shannon. But it's true. It is yeah. because
2: horror movies now uh, impact me much different than they did back, you know, when I was bright eyed and bushy tailed. Um, well, yeah, I just. It? Can I ask, you know, you had said that Candyman
0: had been so scary to you that it now it's something you own multiple copies of. Can you, when you watch it now, is there still this kind of part of you that's your younger self that remembers the part that scares you, but now you can look at it in a different way?
2: Yeah. I mean, I think with Candyman, there was just, the character was just so terrifying. Um, and so at least as a, you know, teen, like I was just like, he's so viciously brutal. Um And it was just this movie that stayed... I think it was years and years before I would watch it again. Like, it just... I was so terrified of it. Um, And then I eventually... When I watched it again, I was just like, this is... uh, Not only is this an incredible film, Tony Todd's also just unbelievable in it, but there's so much to unpack as, like, an adult that I didn't see when I was a kid. And I think that that, Mm -hmm. you know, that really it brought like a different level of terror. Um, You know, I think as a kid, I would watch it and be like, Oh, this is scary. He has a hook and he's, you know, blah, 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 blah. But as an adult, I think learning the backstory and all of that is just, it had a different fear to it and different terror, Um, Mm -hmm. which is always an interesting thing to navigate when you would, when I would watch movies when i was young and i'm sure the same with you guys when you're younger and then you watch it now and you're like oh i see you were talking about something much larger <laughs> yeah the social implications of this film
1: was actually much bigger than my little child brain could Yes initially yes, yes yes many many movies you're like oh no wonder my parents don't want me to watch that or whatever like for whatever reason um totally Totally, yeah. totally. But even
2: like Event Horizon, for example, oh, yeah. another one of my all-time favorites. I remember yes. exactly where I was when I watched it. I remember my brother stepped on a dog toy and scared the shit out of me. <laughs> you know, and I wouldn't watch the movie for years. And now, again, I own like three different... Co- it's one of my all-time favorite films. So I like movies that like really traumatize me. <laughs> so, so what movie has traumatized you the most? What is the scariest yeah. that you've seen? Um, I would say for like... Oh, horror in the sense of like all of us I would say hereditary I don't Mm -hmm. think I've ever what I experienced with hereditary is unlike 99% of what I've experienced in horror Mm -hmm. Um, during the pandemic
1: because you have a hereditary tattoo Can I just say, this is how hard I know you go for it. I do. The weekend we watched it, Julia, because we were watching it for the show for one of our interviews we did earlier this year with our friends from Three Black Halflings, and we talked about Hereditary. The same night that I had watched it, I think I'd seen you post, Shannon, that you've gotten a (laughs) tattoo, and I was like, oh my God, I'm literally watching that like right now. Holy crap. What did you get? You so what- have to talk about us more, Talk about this, like how that came to be too.
2: Sure. Yeah. I have, um, funny enough, I don't have a trick or treat tattoo yet. Um, but yeah, I, I have the pigeon from okay. Hereditary. That gets, well, it gets its head cut off. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Hereditary was life-changing for me. I uh, My mom had just found out she got diagnosed with breast cancer. And I find that movies like Hereditary... Are great vessels for working through traumatic you know things my mom's fine by the way um yay um and i just i i've gone through a lot of religious trauma gone through a lot of family uh dynamics that weren't great and it just I just thought that movie landed in a way that was just so unsettling and just so terrifying. And just a reminder that sometimes you really don't know the people closest to you, but also that grief is like such a fucking bitch. Mm. It's just the loss of some, it just, I, yeah, I'd never been, you know, trick or treat, obviously, which we'll get to, but, um, hereditary is like one of the other very few films that, like I think is perfect you talking
1: about all of that Shannon I just like realized why I love that movie so much because I was like
2: (laughs) yeah no my mom's a
1: survivor as well she was a breast cancer survivor I remember going through all of that and I grew up my family is Seventh Day Adventist so I grew up in a very weird yay shout out to my family and friends who are listening to the show (laughs) a very weird religion and so I'm no longer part of it but it's just a very strange thing to you know go through all of that and, and to have those feelings of like who can you trust who around you is really about this or about the religion, you know, and about, and about pushing you towards that. So there's a thing I found it. I found it cathartic. I think for the similar reasons, I love stuff that's like either religious set kind of like that or mm. cult set, like kind of like that I'm like obsessed with.
2: Yeah. There's a scene in hereditary. That's my favorite. Whenever somebody asks me and it's when it's right after the head scene, the decapitation Mm -hmm. scene and Mm -hmm. Alex Wolf's character is laying in bed with a blank. uh, It's before Tony Collette opens the car, but uh, God, how old am I? Like 20 years ago, my dad had passed away and it was a very similar reaction where you just don't have a reaction because you're so traumatized by what just happened. And I thought being able to get like the subtlety of that it was just, I thought it was perfect. I think his performance is extraordinary in that film. So incredible. It's
0: all in his face because it's almost yep. so much of that movie is just his face. You know, it's so yeah. so incredibly great. Okay. So, yeah, so what, we know Tony gets
1: all the love, but we love getting love for him yeah. on that one too because he's fantastic and he's
2: the nicest. Yep. Just
0: going to throw that out there. Oh, that's good to know. <laughs> yes. What, what are some other uh, ones that traumatized
2: you? Um, I just realized I should probably tell you how I started Nightmarish Conjurings. Oh, please. Then it'll probably make more sense. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So there's other things that have traumatized me, but there's also things that have been a catalyst. (laughs) So I read Stephen King's It. So Nightmarish Conjurings came from me reading It. Nice. I think we should be friends. (laughs) (laughs) And being so fucking pissed (laughs) at the end of the book. And I was like, what is this bullshit with the orgy? You know, I had no idea what I was like. You know, I'd read like this 1400 page book. I was like, why is there this kid orgy? And I was just essentially going around and like yelling about it to my friends faces. And they were like, I don't know, man, we don't like horror. So maybe you should just start a blog. And I was like, talk fine. to your
1: people. They're like, yeah. talk to your people.
2: <laughs> so I, I just started a blog for fun i never ever in a million years planned for uh what has become of nightmarish conjurings um that was never in the cards you know i my full-time job is uh my degree is in interior design and i'm a project designer for yeah, you uh,
1: design like restaurants and like yeah. hotels and event space and like all kinds of stuff right like, yeah you, so like-
2: I, I have a, like a full-time job but it's just I mean, I guess technically I have two full-time jobs, but um, just I had started it just so I could yell about things that either made me happy or made me mad about the horror genre. That's how it started. So, And
0: how has it kind of blossomed into what has become? Lead us through the primrose path of Nightmares Conjuring, (laughs) if you will.
2: It was kind of, and I hate saying this because it sounds dumb, but it was actually, a lot of it was just accidental and like being at the right place at the right time, but also being a type a personality so i think in luck so i think um i had friends that were like oh i'd like to write some stuff about movies that i've seen and i was like yeah that'd be great and i was just writing stuff randomly um originally i wanted to be reviewing haunted attractions full-time and or mm -hmm. designing haunted attractions oh yeah um sweet yeah so we we pre-pandemic like covered like forty haunted attractions from like Southern California to New England. Um oh my goodness. Yeah. So like it was a huge part of um the site. And that's kind of I started reviewing haunts and then going to like grind house horror events in New Jersey and meeting a bunch of people. And we made the decision to move out to California. And when I got out here I was I had gotten press for something. It was like my first time going to a uh, a horror convention um, as press. And I made contacts with like essentially everybody that was at this convention and just started emailing them and was at the right place at the right time and got some help and, you know, started working with some small PR folks. And then more people came on board. We're all volunteers. I don't get paid. Uh, Sarah who's the cone owner she doesn't get paid we're just all people doing this for the love of the genre and then we just kept having people come on and uh, I just kept reaching out to people to do coverage and just kept, I would say actually the turning moment for <laughs> it all comes full circle was when we got invited to IT Chapter 1.
0: <laughs> That's hilarious. <Yeah>. Of course. <laughs> of course you did. Okay. They cut out the so, bit you were
2: <laughs> with so you don't have to worry.
0: That's never That is happen. true. Yeah. And,
2: and I, do have, I do have an IT tattoo. I have the balloon and it says float. Oh, but, see? So we're well, yeah. okay there. Yeah, so what oh, happened? Yeah. So what, what made
0: you
1: fall
2: in love with the property then later if you're willing to get a tattoo for it? I... I was able to get over in the sense of like, I'm just going to pretend like Stephen King was just on a bender and just Mm -hmm. was doing his thing. Not the greatest thing he could (laughs) have done. I think that it is an incredible book. I think I was just so pissed of like spending so much time reading it and for that scene to happen out of nowhere felt so so but you you, you were
0: you were okay with like intergalactic yes. uh oh, total yeah. mental telepathy battle that
2: was okay i mean yes i'm a lovecraft fan so okay oh, okay then, that then like totally like, yeah friend. yeah i took like a lovecraft class i <laughs> mean ost-
0: ostensive ostensibly the scene you hate is about connection are there other ways you could get them to connect 100 percent. absolutely am i going to say it could be something else please be something else but it isn't and here we are it's still my favorite book by my favorite author regardless you know i feel like there's a there's a lot of books and movies where there's a scene where i'm like okay just we're gonna bypass that scene and on to the next
2: yeah i think it is an incredible book i think it's you know at that time i still had a fear of clowns so i mean it definitely fed into that um and I'm... then once the turning point happened, when we, you know, we got invited to knee house, we, um, nice. you know, I got to talk to Bill Skarsgård, which if I could kidnap the entire Skarsgård family, I would. They're I love... so lovely. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and it just, it was this huge turning point. And um, I think we really kind of took off after that. Um, and so how would you describe now the site
0: to people who, who maybe have never seen it before?
2: I would say, you know, Nightmare's Conjuring is obviously still a horror site. We definitely do stuff outside of horror. We, um, you know, our focus is just kind of the new stuff that's coming out. But we also have like a deep love for a lot of the indie horror. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's just for me personally, I'm trying to find that needle in a haystack. You know, when I started this seven years ago. You know, I was bright eyed and bushy tailed, you know, I, I there was so much horror I hadn't seen. And seven years later, <laughs> you know it's a little bit different. Um, going back to what you asked me in terms of what's the scariest movie I've ever seen, mm-hmm. I think like a year ago, I decided to challenge myself and see if I could find that line. Oh nice! Of, yeah, of what that would be, and I found That's it.
1: Great. Yeah. Oh, tell, yeah. Oh, tell us it? about this journey. This <laughs> is, is amazing. It? Oh my god! Look at us. We're like, we get it. We get it. Because I think it's sometimes it's harder now to like get us really, 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 really scared too. Especially Julia, because she's much. She's been hardcore for so long. What I is w- it for you?
2: So it's not like straight up horror. It's not like supernatural or anything. Um. So, I decided to go and watch a slew of Australian horror okay Ooh. okay which is some of the scariest stuff i have seen is the i don't know what they're doing over there but their stuff is so well, terrifying well i mean
1: they're just like their wildlife alone well the out you know what i mean though? yeah like, yeah like the the bugs every i mean the is stuff they have out like there like modern
0: stuff or or 70s stuff
2: so well it's both okay so like you have there i mean there's so much but there's a movie called snowtown murders and it's a true crime movie. Um, God, it's just. Oh my God. I. 10 minutes in, I literally sat there and I was like, I don't know if I can actually finish this movie
1: mm-hmm.
2: because I'm so upset already. Like, and it has to do with the murder that happened in Australia. They actually have people that were there that went through it as actors in the movie. Ooh. And it's just it's like the worst of humanity and it shows some truly awful shit okay i will never watch it again i've had people be like oh i'm gonna go watch it now and you're wrong and i'm like godspeed
0: (laughs) yeah i don't know i don't know if i want to watch that one i gotta be honest (laughs) yeah honestly tell you probably
2: not to it was it's it's very well done right but it is very upsetting to watch and that was my limit well, this now you know though. I uh, mine was yep. uh, I
0: spit on your grave was mine. That's a rough one too. I couldn't. I about halfway through. I was like, nope, no more. Yeah, not doing this. So I, I, I knew I have met my limit, and I will not uh, surpass it, and that's okay. Well, what are it's some? Tough. What are some of the films that you would recommend underseen and modern or or any time you time period you like that ones that as a horror junkie for so long that you recommend to people that they may not necessarily have heard of trick-or-treat
2: now it's <laughs> good yeah. yeah. it's gonna um, get so much love today i yeah. know there's oh god that's such a hard question because there's so so,
1: there's many. so much independent stuff too so is there anything that's like smaller that hasn't gotten as much press that you like scream from the rooftops i know we have a couple of those that were always like please watch
2: this movie so i'll tell you one that came out this year that not many people are talking about it's called the innocents Okay. Mhm. Um it's beautifully done and it is just it's just it's about a bunch of kids that discover that they have like special powers mm. essentially. And kids are fucking they're just creepy as shit and <laughs> this one is it's scary because it's it takes place during the daytime. And it's a bunch of kids and it challenges Not nature versus nurture, but it's like that moment when you know you could take one of two paths and what happens when you take the wrong one Okay. Mm -hmm. as kids. Um, So I very much have been recommending that to people. Um, Another one this year would be Speak No Evil, but it's a little traumatic because I like my traumatic horror movies. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly, clearly, clearly. Yeah, I am a big fan of... uh, I like to be very much pushed out of my comfort zone because that's what I think, you know, horror is all about. But you no know, no room for
0: a, a fright night, a one spitten, a little something on the little lighter side?
2: Yeah. Oh, of course. I mean, poltergeist is one of my all time favorites. Um, I like that poltergeist is on the lighter side for you. <laughs> <laughs> I always like it's so funny because I always feel so bad when people ask because, I mean, I love anything that's like like cabin in the woods for example i love that movie Mm -hmm. but i also love the evil dead remake and i'd watch that a bajillion times whereas like cabin in the woods i'm like yeah but you're too happy and i want to be traumatized um (laughs) (laughs) so i do i definitely do like you know um anna and the apocalypse was another one i really enjoyed
0: yeah that one's so fun
2: Mm-hmm. um I'm just so used to like you know a big Robert Eggers. I'm going through my like pretentious art house horror phase. <laughs> just because it's art that. house doesn't mean it's
0: pretentious. I don't think those two necessarily need to go hand in hand. And I'm that's glad true. that art house horror can, like, is becoming mainstream art house. Which understood. Is great. Understood. Yeah, I'm like a horror for a twenty four. I love. Yeah, because I mean, they so do. they're they're making something that's. Uh, you know kind of calls back to the kind of 70s horror whereas like it's about cinematography and performances and beauty and not necessarily about box office money which is what i say yes to thanks
2: yeah and like reanimator another one of my Mm
0: all-time favorites
2: because of you know i'm a huge lovecraft fan not his not him as a person (laughs) oh god no but his um i'm very much into that you know color out of space is another great one if you haven't seen that yeah oh Oh, yeah yeah, we love color out of space we covered that here Mm -hmm.
0: terry and i just just watched a movie last night uh kind of sort of love lovecraft related uh it's called call girl of cthulhu i have heard of that
1: i haven't seen it aurora gorialis who is a horror host out of baltimore is the one of the stars Mm -hmm. she is said call girl um and yeah Glory. i got it from her at midsummer scream i bought it from her booth she was so <laughs> lovely i have her like pinup girl calendar she's very Aww. cool but wow i think we might have pushed one of our movie night friends a little too far with that one because there's a lot <laughs> of violence uh because has no mercy as you know no so, none
2: um, and like underwater none. that's another one I, i'm a huge aquatic horror <gasps> fan yes. we love we love so that because like, that's,
1: that's we was like if they had sold this as like people just told people that's basically lovecraft like they would probably i feel like more people would have gone to see that movie it's it was so, yeah, so good it was so
0: hard like i really wanted hard not to
1: spoil it tell everybody yeah.
0: what's going on because i'm like if you told them it's cthulhu they would come but i don't want to tell them because cthulhu because i'm ruining it but you, why didn't you just <laughs> tell them and then people would come i don't understand what a great tri- twist but also just tell them it's cthulhu man
2: yeah that was i went to the premiere of that and i saw kristen kristen stewart and i was like Uh, wow this is when i've now decided that i can happily say that she has challenged my sexuality yeah that woman is (laughs) She (laughs) She challenged
1: me from the moment she was on the scene yeah proud to say (laughs) one of my many many years i own all the twilights i'm here for her oh wow um oh no i'm an old school hardcore i love her
0: me Um, too.
2: Much respect. Love so much. I love. Hey, I'm a all? big fan, and I thought she was great in Underwater. I thought mm-hmm. she was great in Personal Shopper, which is a talented people- actor. Yeah, if you yeah. haven't seen Personal Shopper, that's another great one. Um, we love movie
0: recommendations. We have a, a a list we we always look at when people <laughs> <A> spreadsheet. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. I have a letter box that's all broken up into different subgenres of horror, so that. Do I you can- have a
0: favorite subgenre? We used I to be. It used to be.
2: Oh, yeah trauma yeah. Crazy anything trauma. by Ari Aster um I I it used to be possessions um okay. until I just completely lost faith in everything um oh. in the last couple of years and so like it doesn't even like impact me I um I love aquatic horror mm-hmm. it's probably one of my favorites I'm not a big slasher person mm-hmm. So I like a lot of, like, the supernatural. I'm always looking to get scared. I'm always trying to find that um, that sense of being scared. It doesn't happen often, but... Um...
1: Chasing that high, baby. Chasing
2: the high. I am. I'm very much chasing that high. And, and um, you're lucky that you've mentioned that you've got to see these big uh,
0: horror films in a movie with an audience, right? You're going to a premiere, which is yes. you you know as a film goer, how much that changes a horror film if you're with a big Absolutely. audience, and especially if you're with a receptive audience who is enjoying themselves. How much that can traumatize? And and uh, I went to go see the first It uh, chapter one uh, five Ooh. time five times in the theater. Because wow, it's a fantastic movie. But also, it's like, because it's my favorite. And this is like the most ultimate version of it that I could imagine. Incredible. This is chapter one I'm talking about. Not chapter two. But why I kept going back because everybody was so scared. And it felt amazing. Because it was like, I haven't been that scared in that long. But then I yeah. I realized I was feeding on fear like Pennywise. And then I felt real sleazy. Yes. So. I
1: I love. But you're still going to dress as him again for Halloween,
0: Julia? Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm going to be Pennywise for Halloween this year, though.
2: Yeah, That's funny you say that. Because... There's this uh Halloween costume company that we're working with, and they're sending me a Pennywise outfit for my dog, and I'm oh so God. excited. <laughs> we need
0: pictures. <laughs> That's gonna yeah. oh yeah, adorable. There's, they're
2: sending Pennywise and Chucky, and I'm like, this is gonna be awesome. <laughs> but I will um, say another so movie, cute. if people are curious, is Barbarian, which just oh, came yeah. out. That I'm is very curious about that. Yeah, that didn't scare me the way that it scared other people but it surprised me it's the most surprising movie of the year i was not oh, expecting wow. something like that so yeah. i would 100 percent recommend that one on the list i'm very awesome. chatty i'm sorry <laughs> you don't Bye, be this sorry is,
0: we invited you to a podcast <laughs> to, to, to talk, talk. this so, is what we uh, want to hear
2: <laughs> but this is a nice Literally way what you here for <laughs>
0: segue into trick-or-treat and how yes. your love for this film began yeah
2: um so it definitely began back in god I think it was originally supposed to come out in 2007 and so I had heard about it and I'm like oh my god I (laughs) I'm like yeah I love all these traumatic horror films I'm badass but then if there's like a cute character like forget about it like (laughs) I will just go crazy and so if you have a cute character and it's a movie that's centered around my favorite holiday which is halloween 19. and then you add in controversy i'm like a hundred and fifty percent in and so it was supposed to be released in 2007 it ended up going straight to dvd in 2009 for there's like many different reasons the most recognized one is because of the violence towards kids um and oh, okay. so it was yeah. it all yeah. like mpa uh, stuff, stuff? From what I understand, there's like three different things that could have happened. I remember back in 2009 when it came out, before it came out, being told it was because of all the violence towards the kids in the movie. I've also heard that because he co-wrote Superman and that didn't do well, that that's why they tried to bury it. And then there was like one other reason. But from what I understand, that was uh, the violence towards the kids was, at least at that time... I thought it was a money thing, kind of like what's just been going down with like Warner Brothers recently. I
1: mean, is what someone was talking about. They're like, actually, like, because I read some article because it is being released theatrically this year. Yeah. It's like a huge deal for the first time ever. So it's like kind of a big thing. So I've been I did a little digging knowing we were going to talk about it, too. But that's (laughs) of of course. Um, And so, um, yeah, it was just, you know, it's uh, it's a huge,
2: huge thing. For it to be coming out theatrical, I have my suspicions of what could be happening. None of which I don't think. I mean, nothing's been confirmed. This is completely like speculation. I think because I mean, they've been making so much money off of Trick or Treat these last few years, you know, with licensed stuff. Is I I think they're getting ready for the two announce that Trick or Treat Two is like officially in production. Okay. If Got not already it. in production. Because I don't there were a few things that happened recently that I was like, that's interesting in relation to trick or treat. And then um just the last few years they've been really pushing it. It's I mean I have my thoughts on that just as a collector, but um. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Yes, yes, this is what we're here for. So like, you know, I loved it when it first came out. Obviously, I thought Sam was adorable. I thought very I, you know, to this day I still think it is the best Halloween anthology and he's the best Halloween icon. I don't give a fuck what people say about Michael Myers. Ooh. I was, Sam is Sam is I, literally I, I, the spirit I, of Halloween. Yeah, Michael is just killing people,
0: <laughs> but he's yeah. pure evil, man. He's pure he evil. He is pure evil,
2: and they should team up. That would be. Ooh, I'd mean, I mean, be there for no, I vote for Sam yeah, over
0: Michael think too. Think.
1: I'm, I'm gonna. Jo- I join the train. I vote for <laughs> Sam too. I think he's he's at least he seems like he's got a reason. Michael, you're just like, dude. That guy just is just mad. Like it's not great. So but like Sam is like, you disparage my you disparage my holiday, I disparage you. Exactly. Like don't talk shit about Halloween. I'll come after you.
0: Do you know what I mean? They're like,
1: I love that. So it's like
0: a Michael Myers Sam buddy cop movie, right? So they're driving (laughs) around.
2: Incredible. But
0: neither one of them talk. So there might be an issue there. But you know, we get around it.
2: Yeah. I mean I just when I saw the movie, I thought it was just so well done. I I like I said, I, I really enjoy movies that are willing to push the boundaries um, for good or bad. There have been times where I'm like, Meh. <laughs> but I like that, you know, because kids is such a taboo, you know, uh, killing kids on screen is such a taboo thing and people get really upset about it and I just think it's great. I just I'm like I don't for me it's it's funny because it's like you know and a dog dies in it too and you know I obviously have a dog so I am now a little bit more sensitive to it but my whole thing would be like that's horror though that's what's scary because you would never want that to happen in real life right and I just I don't know it just it's such a cute movie but it's also educating people on the spirit of Halloween and just giving us different perspectives of it and tying it all to I just it's so well done. And yeah, it really gives a nice history because I was
1: like, oh, like they gives a history of the pagan holiday, kind mm-hmm. of how it's morphed, how it's changed. I like the the device, um and kind of how this is I think it's one of the best anthologies too. I I honestly I, I had not seen it. This is my first time actually seeing it for this show. Really? Yeah. i I've oh, never wow. seen it before. So um it's not great. I mean, my friends, I, I realized, I was like, why do I know this movie? Because one of our friends who we have movie night at, he has a big poster of it on his wall that's like oh. right next to the TV. So I've literally
0: been staring at it for years and was like, oh, whatever. Trick yeah, because we cool. used to show it at the New Beverly a whole bunch. That's why he has that. Because um, oh. Michael Doherty used to come down and show uh, Trick or Treat uh, at the New Beverly. I remember we, specifically we did a Halloween screening that Joe Dante introduced that we oh. showed that, um, which was super cool. So Michael Doherty is an awesome guy and I this I mean this movie I think the cool thing I like because I'd seen it a couple of times before but watching it this time and really paying attention to in the background how all the stories Mm -hmm. interconnect right which you wouldn't necessarily need to do but then it also gives you a time frame of like because they're jumping backwards and forwards in time like where exactly is everybody in the timeline which I think is really fun and smart
2: yeah I mean it's just such a such a well done movie and I don't even know how I mean, I have a massive collection and I don't know if I ever consciously was like, I'm going to have, I'm just going to go hard on trick or treat. I think it started with a Funko. And, and again, this was years and years and years ago when it was not popular, when people had not been watching it. And so I'd be able to collect these things. And I was just like, wow, I really kind of love this character. I love what he stands for. In terms of like he's the spirit of halloween i like the different stories i really felt a connection with the school bus massacre section
1: mm-hmm. yeah and,
2: why what about that you know it's funny i'm writing something about it as well for uh this uh, another horror magazine and um as i've gotten older my views have just shif- shifted more to the school bus massacre kids mm-hmm. than sam especially the vampire boy. Um, I mean, it's such a sad story. You know, it's, it's these kids that are being discarded for being different. Um, You know, they have disabilities um, and they're just being discarded and it's just so sad. And to have that one character, the vampire boy being like this fighting spirit to try to get out of this situation, I don't know. There's just something about it that I felt like I could relate to like being the odd one out being the strange one and also, you know, somebody that does have um, medical um, issues, you know, it's, it's just one of those things that as I've gotten older, I'm like, I really feel for these characters. And, you know, some people say like, Oh, revenge isn't necessarily the best thing. But like, yo, if a school bus driver killed me, and I could come back for revenge hell yeah Yeah, i'd do it yeah yeah it's cathartic as hell yeah it's
1: super cathartic
2: yeah and they're just kids and i just i don't know it's such a i don't want to say it's a jarring moment but it's like you know you have uh the father and the son which is dark but it's kind of fun yeah, the and like, principal, yeah mm-hmm. and then you have the coming of age so to speak with um in a paquin's character and the other women and they're like werewolf coven or whatever yeah, which got is going on. awesome eat all the guys go for it um <laughs> <laughs> and such a, a good you know long game bait switch yes. kind of story so good and just i found the school bus massacre to be probably the most terrifying part of it yeah you know it's very you know oh okay a bunch of women turning into werewolves and eating you know men like sure or like you know a dad who's a principal that's stealing kids and cutting heads off with the sun there was always like a humor to it but not the school bus massacre right Mm -hmm. you know and i i feel like that really captured a lot of the movie because then you also have, you know, you see all the pumpkins, and I'm totally blanking on her name. I'm the worst trick or treat fan. Oh, no, Rhonda. No, but the, Rhonda. Rhonda,
1: she's great. I love her. Yeah. giving oh my us God. all the lore about Sam Hain and about I'm the obsessed. night. And, yeah. Yeah. And she's
2: like the savant of the group. And yeah. it's just
1: like, and she and Sam are just her. like,
2: mm-hmm. what up? You know, he knows, she knows, and you know, what? good for her. <laughs> Mm -hmm. and then she knows the
0: rules fuck around
2: and find out
0: (laughs) right yeah I I like that it gives us rules too though like this is something that I think a lot of horror movies they give us rules are always really fun and because we know you know from different vampire movies or werewolf movies the rules are always different for each film so having specific rules to this universe I think is a really smart move marketing wise but also just fun
2: story wise yeah and they're all great like Halloween rules you know my favorite being like don't don't put out a jack-o'-lantern until uh it has to like light all night you know i think i just think those rules are so fun and they make so much sense like Mm -hmm. give candy out to trick-or-treaters like i'm not gonna throw an apple at them you know (laughs) Uh, yeah. Unless there's somebody who can't have sugar, you know,
0: have an option. Yes, but also- of course. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Terry and I, uh, we met when we lived in England together uh, back in ninety nine, ninety 2000. Oh, wow. And Halloween wasn't, it's getting bigger now, but it really wasn't a big thing there much at all. Uh, really? So it was something that, and also they have- Very American. They, it's yeah. very American. And they have rules there where you can only dress as something scary. So you can, huh. you can't be like a fairy princess. You can, oh, although, although Terry was like, fuck you, I'm going to be a fairy princess. So sure was. <laughs> That's incredible. Uh,
1: yeah. So, but it's like a different night. It's like a more of like a mischief night. Cause they have, okay. you know what I mean though? Like it's like more, a little bit more kind of, kind of in like kind of this new Englandy kind of like vibe of this like movie, I feel like where it feels more, um, you know, old school where you have to do more
0: tricks versus the treats. And plus they have uh, like, Fox day coming up several guy days Fox. after that yeah so they had their big bonfire night like right there so they're like yeah halloween but guy fawkes <laughs> night that's the night people go yeah. hard People, go-
2: <laughs> i think that's you know being from you know the movies in ohio but being from new england and not far from like salem and having that same mm. kind of look and feel it also it just reminded me a lot of why i love halloween you know and i loved that there was a mascot and it was just like extra points that it was an adorable mascot until you take the, you know, burlap sack. Off. <laughs> <laughs> and what, 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 what do you, mean do you love mean about Halloween?
1: Face underneath is not bad. No,
2: <laughs> what do I love about Halloween? <laughs> yeah. Um, I love everything about it. I, you know, again, going back to my, ch- you know, I'd always go trick or treating in the neighborhood and, you know, with your, with uh the pillowcase and everything like that, I think, as I got you know I think a lot of it also did i i was very much fighting against like the institution of religion, <laughs> mm-hmm. and so like I loved just immersing myself in like darker like Halloween, you know Halloween and horror movies, and i just i don't know I just felt like that was where I was most accepted. It was a holiday that I felt like just embraced what it meant to be like kind of a horror fan too it just i like the spookiness i like the autumn season you know i can think about it right now with like leaves falling on the ground and graveyards and (laughs) you know all of that like i just love it and oh,
0: I'm I'm on board. This is your are speaking my language. This is what I'm, I'm saying we should be friends here. This is what we're talking about. <laughs> what are some of your? Can you remember some of your favorite costumes? Because we have so many great like costumes, uh Halloween costumes in trick or treat. Can you remember some of yours from when you were a kid, or okay, recently? Because so- I still dress up, so you know, no. Sh- oh yeah, for sure. Terry I and actually I are
2: it. don't dress up typically. I by the at least for the last almost decade, because by the end of the season we'd be doing so much the thought of like wearing a costume was like i just can't do this but i know a few years ago i dressed up as one of the characters from the strangers nice which was a lot of fun um god what i, I went through the phase of like wearing skimpy clothes um Yeah, slutty Halloween. I love slutty Halloween. Yeah, slutty. I went through that phase, but I never really got into it. I think this year I might a little bit more because I got my dog a Sam costume.
0: (laughs) So he's going to have three costumes, your dog? He's going to be Chucky, Pennywise, and Sam? Yes. So, you know, we'll just
2: do it. We'll just rotate. But on Halloween, he'll be Sam. Okay.
1: Yeah, without a doubt. I cannot wait to see all the pictures of this dog. What is your dog's name?
2: His name's Murphy. No oh, Murphy we adopted him in November he's eight
0: years old and I love him oh he doesn't he's know back. the treats he has coming
2: up oh god he's gonna be like <laughs> I mean he's good about kind of good about being dressed up but yeah I never really got into the to the dressing up thing I think I always found it really exhausting
0: mm-hmm well terry and i are big drama nerds
1: so the any excuse oh, to okay. get dressed have up a whole you know gaggle of costumes at all times people are like what are you gonna pull out i was like let's gotta rub rubble through the closet <laughs> and figure it out but we'll figure it out i've got lots of sparkly things and all kinds of you things you got gandalf
0: so wow
1: i do oh yeah just sometimes you just bust it out yeah sometimes you just got to be ready you never
2: know i mean i have um, a I bunch of the masks <laughs> from trick-or-treat see they you, you go. already made yeah, yeah. I'll, like take pictures um, of myself with it and
0: so can you done. can you give us a little
2: rundown of
0: you you've uh, alluded to this collection that you have uh, of yes. what, what does the
2: collection include so if you could see my place um, and my partner james is so wonderful for letting me take over massive parts of our apartment <laughs> with trick-or-treats <laughs> so in my office the walls in front of me which is very little space but then the two walls behind me before you enter the kitchen are all uh covered in trick-or-treat artwork okay um from floor to ceiling if you go around the corner there's more trick-or-treat artwork uh you know halfway up to the ceiling are these different posters like foreign editions or what yep they're um official stuff there's you know fan art uh A lot of it's fan art. Okay, Um, cool. There's not too much official. Um, But, like, I'm looking at one right now, and it's Chucky and Sam together. I'm looking at another one, and it's Sam as a character from Midsummer. You know? Oh, (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) That's cute. What's Um, your most
1: um, prized possession in your trick-or-treat collection?
2: Somebody just asked me that the other day. And... My the most... thing that you're always
1: like most excited to share or the thing that you treasure the most?
2: So if I had to pick one thing, it would either be, no, it would, I have a custom made uh, vampire boy doll. They never made any other ones. Oh. Um, small business owner, moody Booties. Um yeah. They had made a bunch of trick or treat stuff. And I said, is there any chance that you guys could make a custom vampire boy and they did so and it's one of my favorites wow if not my favorite um because it stands out from the the rest of the collection and then i have certain art pieces that i love i really love everything i love my funkos um i have like the original original one that came out that can be hard to get uh i mean i have i have a bowling pin that somebody painted to look like sam okay uh, I have, and there's all this stuff in storage that I just ran out of room. I have, um, Oh, wow. So does Michael
0: Michael already know about this collection?
2: Yes. (laughs) Okay. Do you
0: guys know each other?
2: Yes. Uh, I mean, we're not like close or anything, but you know, I have a trick or treat, uh, Instagram page and I kind of dedicated to all my collection and he follows that. So he's very, uh, (laughs) well aware. And I've interviewed him a bunch of times. Um, I you know when Trick or Treat came to Halloween Horror Nights I went to both I went here and then I went also to Orlando Oh to wow wow it. was there a um, difference how was that yeah I grew up well grew up I um had always gone to Halloween Horror Nights in Orlando the first time I went to Hollywood was when we moved here and I love Orlando like I'll always go hard for Orlando they are their designs are incredible I like theirs a little bit more but hollywood didn't do a bad job i'm so, I'm like convinced they were like we can't do a bad job because shannon <laughs> no. it's true they knew you were coming They're the official like, expert
1: will be here we must <laughs> show out show up and show out well
2: i always tell people i'm like i don't have like huge collections of things it's like at least it's just like one <laughs> that's like the majority of the collection right um
0: well, one day you get an op open up a museum and you will have everything that is ready,
2: right? A joke that has been going on for a very long time. <laughs> I feel I like I'm not I trying like to be I'm not trying to be real. With it. I think
0: that's great. I I mean not, No, I
2: think that would be cool. I'd be afraid that like people would maybe steal stuff, but I I got to put it behind behind good good barriers. Yeah. Yes. I would love to I mean, above anything, I would love to own a like an actual like piece of artwork from the film i don't know if that'll ever happen that's like something i would love um
0: i'm sure that can happen
2: like what piece what are you what are you thinking i don't know i mean i'd probably want either sam from like i wouldn't care if it was from trick or Treat or seasons greetings which is the Mm -hmm. what trick-or-treat you know the short film that inspired the feature but Mm -hmm. um that or the school bus massacre Mm -hmm. uh i have this really amazing it's uh i forget who the artist is but they did a sketch of Rhonda um surrounded by the pumpkins uh, that's like another favorite of mine um
0: god i have so, so much cool. shit <laughs> so- I, I i have to say how much i love the opening with the film strip that makes yes. me so incredibly happy it's a, a very much my my aesthetic it's like a little old, old timey little old timey video yeah yep, yep halloween yeah, safety with the
2: rules safe, yeah.
0: safe and sane that does always what they say have a safe and sane halloween
2: i also have a one of my other prize possessions is they had put out these books i guess after the movie came out and it's like a history of like how the movie kind of came to be and like from start to finish it's an incredible book and it's uh very hard to get a hold of i, I was gifted it and um that's probably another, I would be like devastated if something happened to that book. Well, that's when you keep at home and you don't
1: add to the collection. Yeah. Right.
2: <laughs> well, so somebody wants to pay $200.
1: Yeah. To come view it. Right. Those, yeah. that, that would be like a special viewing room or something like that. I'm thinking of like, Nope, where he has like an extra room. With yeah. Like special like, right. Stuff.
0: Special, <laughs> special humidity, white gloves, the
2: whole bit. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's it's like, I would say that's glassed. probably my, uh, my most, my other, you know, outside of a doll. It's it's that. So, okay, so sure. the big
0: question
1: is, how do you survive a movie like this? Like, what would someone need to do
2: to not get murdered in Trick or Treat? You just got to follow the rules, and they're not that hard, you know? Just don't be doing bad shit on how... Well, that's relative. Don't be knocking over jack-o'-lanterns. Don't be, you know kicking kids and not giving them candy and you know there's just that's he has a set of rules if you follow the rules you're cool sure but the thing is like we know the rules as the audience member but the
0: people in the movie don't know the rules necessarily and it is trick or treat right this is something that there is nastiness implied in tricking someone so it's really sam's judgment of what he deems to be too far or not so it's like <laughs> okay yeah, and
2: you see it the best in the beginning when that couple comes home and they're taking down you know he says to her like oh don't you know like you're never supposed to put out a jack-o'-lantern before halloween's over and she's like whatever and she's pulling all this stuff down and yeah she has no halloween spirit Mm-mm. and i have actually because i'm staring at it there i have a art piece that is her face in black and white, and then there's a lollipop in her mouth, and that's in orange. Um, I think that's such a great scene, and it kind of sets the tone of, you know, sure, this little guy is just watching from behind a tree, and you know, what's he up to? Oh, okay, he murders people with a lollipop. Right, cool. <laughs> but this is always the kind of the cool thing about being a
0: Halloween specific killer is that you get to walk around free that night right you get to walk and no one notices you because you're just like every other kid and as long as you give you candy you're good to go
2: and another great example of that is when the principal has his date and after essentially murdering her he just leaves her on the street because it's halloween everybody looks Mm -hmm. dead yeah Mm -hmm. you know it's a great way to mask the real life horror that's
1: going on yeah and then no one and then couple doesn't want to help her yep. because she seems like oh they're like oh, she, drunk. she's drunk mm-hmm. Yep. yeah oh yeah uh, that was and brutal. that's chilling that so brutal
2: mm-hmm. that is so chilling and i think that's another reason i love it so much is because like there's those moments that like really ground it and you're like oh yeah that could 100% happen. Yeah. I mean, the oh, thing that always yeah. scares me when I go to those Halloween Horror Nights is when you see all
0: the dead body pieces. And, like, someone yep. could just come in here, do it. You would have no idea. And was like, yep. oh, look at the special effects. They look great. You know, it's just, that's always the, so if you keep that thought in your mind, how early in Horror Night sometimes becomes like twice as scary, which is what we oh, yeah, want. Yeah, because
1: there could always be a real dead body there. Yeah. It yep. yep. could always be a real
0: dead body. Or it yep. could be a real killer. Yeah, who could jump oh, out God. to scare you, and you would yep. like scream, and everyone would go, ha ha, look at the actor. And you're like, no, no for like, real she's doing
1: such a good job she's so committed to the bit <laughs> no uh like, so we have is some... really dead <laughs> we also um, have question some... before, oh, you, before you hop in there yeah. sorry no it's okay um is this an anthology from comics or is this just something i don't know the lineage of like where it can we be do you know so he
2: started with a short film called season's greetings season greetings season's greetings and he kind of jumped off from there but there have been like um Graphic novels that have come out that Mm -hmm. are, you know, about him. I think from what I understand, side stories that are not in this film. I think that they're. I can't. I've read them so you know a while ago, so I'm blinking. But I think they're kind of like an overall similar to like the movie. But I do know he wants, or at least I heard. I don't want to say that I know for sure that if they're going to do another movie they would do it as like a prequel so that you can Ooh. see how sam became a build up yeah i would love sam. that and so mm-hmm. i think the comics um uh, i think they go into parts that we've seen already but um i'd be more interested because it's kind of not regurgitating but it's you know it's all similar to the movie and like you have these two graphic novels that are similar to the movie i think diving into how he became him like where did he come from mm-hmm. i think that would be real i don't know if i just answered your question or not <laughs> yeah uh, yeah it's you been did. a long day yeah. i'm a little high yeah uh, no, i <laughs> well, love this it. Is, this is, is hey join the party so this is uh we
0: always California do California cigarettes <laughs> okay <laughs> Uh, We're gonna. I think we all know the answer to this before we begin, but let's go through for routine's sake. We always do a gore factor and a movie rating. So we're gonna get your opinion on this, Shannon. If you would be so kind with the gore factor, you ready? We got one: not enough blood to fill the Dixie cup. Two: a puddle of blood. Three: enough blood to gross out the average viewer. Four: is a bathtub of blood, and five: is run for the barf bag.
2: I would say three to four depending on five maybe this is a five this is I'm a gonna, five like, man right now. this is a full five I'm, like man. the worst person to ask this stuff yeah, to i know you're I'm... like you're
1: like it's not that hard she's like it's not a hereditary it's not but... hereditary, and it's not no no, no. it's a full <laughs> five i mean literally one of the first <laughs> scenes the ladies like decapitated so you don't even know like um, and like shoved like with like shoved on top of like a pyre, and like a, her mouth is ripped open. What are you talking about? It's a dollar box. So,
2: so, okay, wait, wait. So, <laughs> very cute. If this is a, if this is a three, there's also like what is a five
1: decapitations, like
2: <laughs> they're kids. What's a five? What oh is a man. five? For yeah, you what's then? a five for you? I, actually, going back to one of the movies I mentioned, like Evil Dead, the remake is okay. like that is hardcore. Okay. Um, I typically will tell people I'm like, don't ask me if something's scary because what's scary to me is vastly different it's than nothing, like, yeah, a, you know, a normal, um, not normal, but you know, just people going. You on ain't no pedestrian, yeah, yeah. You're
1: not a pedestrian horror fan, no, right? You're a hardcore. That's where my right. three goes. <laughs> That's hilarious. I, we're going to give it a five, just so you know. just For, for yep. the average viewer, That's this, totally is, this, fine. this is definitely <laughs> going to be a five for like the gore that is in this film. A movie rating, zero to five chainsaws. One, if you're desperate. Two, barely qualifies as a horror film. Three, seen worse, seen better. Four, not too shabby. Five, fantastic, oracle. Definitely a five for me, five. My, my babies. Yeah, five. So it's all-around five. Ding 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 ding, ding 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 ding. All right, <laughs> it's all-around five. It's so well done. The acting was really great. Freaking Brian Cox is you know oh, star guys. of Succession, yeah. Emmy award-winning like actor, just like going for it. Just so many wonderful performances. The principal. Just, oh yeah,
0: yes, Dylan the principal. Baker, but all the always. little
1: wraparound, all the little like connecting connective tissue between the stories chef's kiss chef's kiss
2: and dylan baker he wrote that role thinking of dylan baker oh because he had just seen happiness which if you haven't seen that don't watch oh, that because amazing. it's true oh, i love happiness, happiness. Yeah, I, oh, I I love
0: I've, I've steered i love I hot have salons steered clear of salons i go nope i'm okay oh, i'm all God, right that movie I- I'm wow. sure it's delightful, but no. And how many people so did he brutal. fool with that fucking title? You know? I just oh think about God. the people whose name he's really, because the people who like whose name Todd Salon means nothing. You're like, oh, happiness. That sounds great. Yeah. You're like, oh, no. Nope. Nope. Red Light.
1: Everyone lives, I'm sure. I knew what I was getting into because I'm a big Salons fan. So I was ready, but I was just like, wow, this is a lot. But
2: he's, I he's was a phenomenal not, actor.
1: Mm-hmm. I was not
2: prepared for what I was getting into with that. I've now watched a bunch of his films, but yeah Whew. so please tell us where we can
0: find you what we should be looking for what we have coming up for you etc etc
2: um no you can find on the internet. Yes. you can find me on twitter at shannon underscore mcgrew hopefully you don't find me when <laughs> i'm in a twitter fight <laughs> it happens it's part of the twitter universe yeah. <laughs> or you can follow my site um which is at nightmarish on twitter n-i-g-h-t-m-a-r with the uh, number one sh or on instagram facebook nightmarish conjurings uh and then what's coming up i mean god we're in the thick of the start of halloween season so much is coming out so we have haunt reviews i think our halloween horror nights review just went up we have not scary farm next week um we have a lot of fun stuff that I can't talk about yet, but um, there's a lot of horror and Halloween stuff possible. And you do a lot of
1: interviews all over the place. Where can people find all those wonderful interviews? You do so many good ones.
2: You can find them at nightmarishconjurings.com. We actually also, since we're talking about trick or treat, just posted a trick or treat giveaway, which (gasps) is uh, the winner will win either. It depends on if you do both, but uh, one trick or uh, Sam Funko, and or uh, the new Sam backpack from Loungefly. Cool, oh, I want it. I want the backpack. So, so cute. Have, yeah. So we're doing that, and uh, you know, there might be trick or treat stuff for Halloween. You're just so we'll teasing. See.
0: You're just teasing us. We love we'll this. See. This is what this is what this is about. You tease us She's with delightful tease. things, and our interest is intrigued. And then we go and see your things. So you've done well.
2: And if you are a trick-or-treat fan, and I have to do a shout-out, um, the clothing line Vixen by Micheline Pitt yes. just released their entire trick-or-treat collection. Gorgeous trick-or-treat line. Oh, gorgeous. It's incredible. I actually just the got dresses. my. dresses. Yeah. The, oh. I can't wait They're to so open cute. it and look at it. Yeah. So excited. So cute. So
1: amazing and you guys can find us where you can normally do on the interwebs at facebook instagram twitter at horror movie survival guide um you can also support us on patreon if you'd love to support us we are an independently uh all-female led uh, show uh our you know amazing engineer sierra along with me and julia um we still so appreciate your support you can also find us for merch at our teespring store all this information should be in the show notes thank you so much for listening and we'll be at you again real soon with more uh horror movie survival guide Thank you so much for joining us today, Shannon. Thank this was you really so lovely. much for
2: having me. This was an absolute blast. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks. Bye. Bye. And happy Halloween. <laughs> happy Halloween.
0: <laughs> coming. It's coming. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Horror Movie Survival Guide is independently produced by Terry Gamble, Julia Marchesi, and Sierra Rhine. Hey, that's me. If you would like to support the show, find us on slash horror movie survival guide.